Did you know that podcasting is the new gold rush? Companies like Apple, Google, and Amazon certainly know that it is, and that's why they're wanting more podcast shows from interesting and beautiful souls just like you. Christine Blasdale is the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Your Amazing Itty Bitty Podcast Book, and she wants to help you get your very own podcast out into the world. So to book a free podcast strategy session with Christine, visit christineblasdale.com. Again, that's christineblasdale.com and schedule a consultation. And trust me, you'll be happy that you did. Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back, my friends, to Out of the Box with Christine. I'm your host, Christine Blasdale. And okay, just stop what you're doing. Stop your scrolling. Just don't answer the door, put away your groceries, whatever, just get ready for an incredible show. My guest today is Michael Serwa, who is one of the world's top personal coaches and is coming to us right now live from London, England. I want to welcome you to Out of the Box with Christine because this is going to be such a great show. I love, I love you already, Michael. Welcome to Out of the Box. I have a great feeling about it as well, Christine. <clears throat> thank you for a very uh, kind introduction as well. I'm looking forward to it, and thank you for having me. Well, in our in our pre-conversation, our pre-recorded conversation, we just kind of like went all over the place. And I was saying how much I loved your website because it says so much about you. Now, for those who are listening and watching on YouTube who are not have not gone to your website yet, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and who you're not even more importantly who you're not because i know you're one of the one of the highest paid personal coaches in the uk but there's a lot behind who you are and who you're not right so it was always very important for me there's obviously a lot of coaches out there and when i started coaching back in 2011 there were already plenty of coaches in in, in london especially right i mean this is uh English-speaking country that we're in, and, and coaching is 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 um, not as popular as in states, but I would say almost as popular as in states as it is in states. So lots of coaches out there, and I certainly wasn't trying to be like those other coaches because I knew who I was more or less. I was only 28, so I, I didn't know exactly who I was yet, but I was I was getting the glimpses of who I was as a man, as a human being around that time. Especially given that up to that point, I've already spent around five years on personal development, right? So I was involved in personal development for five years before I became a coach. So to your question, uh, it was very important for me from day one for whatever I put on that website in terms of copy, in in terms of design as well, but predominantly it's about the copy, right? When you're looking for a coach and trying to determine whether this coach could be right for you or not, you're going to be looking for what they say and pay more importance to what they say as opposed to the color of the of the design of the website, right? But sure enough, being who I am, I'm not going to end up with a fucking pink website because 
I'm not a pink kind of guy, right? I leave it for other people. I'm a, I'm a black, black and white kind of guy. I'm Polish, right? We only see black, white, and gray growing up, right? In Poland, just kidding. But <laughs> it's it, it's not a fucking Spain when you see all the colors, you know, everywhere you go. It's a pretty it's it's a pretty gray uh, part of the world, right? So unsurprisingly, after living in London for five years. I'm still kind of like black and white and gray. Those are my favorite colors. So, so th there wasn't there wasn't a, a, a brainstorming session with a with a marketing specialist as to what colors I'm gonna use. There was no branding specialist helping me with anything. I had no fucking money to 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 pay somebody to build a website. I had to build it myself. I had to learn how to do it. Not being a techie person, uh, I had to learn how to do it, do it myself. And and I was clear on colors. And in terms of copy, which is the most important thing, obviously, as I said, um, it was always important for me for this copy to reflect who I am as a person. Because as a coach, if we look at my coaching style, I'm just basically being myself and I'm getting paid for it, right? I've always been a bit of a smart ass. I've always been cocky as fuck from a young age. People, people who, who've met me recently, sometimes would assume that, oh, he's so cocky he, he could, because he's made a little bit of money. What they don't know is that I was just as cocky when I was broke, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no link between the income and the cockiness. The cockiness was always there, right? It's like in genetics. It's genetics is a bringing, whatever it is. So I was always sure of myself. But at the same time, I always loved people right? All sorts of people. One of the things, one of my favorite things about London is how diverse it is, how liberal it is, how you can be a fucking black Muslim lesbian with a fucking, <laughs> with a fucking punk and nobody gives a fuck. Whereas if you look like that in Poland, for example, you, you, like, you literally might be in trouble. Like you literally might be like, you know, beaten up by someone. And I hate that. And, 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 you know, uh, place, any places where you can't be yourself, you can't express yourself, who you are, your personality, your individuality, your sexuality, whatever the hell it is, right? Whereas London is, is one of the places in the world, I think, I think uh, it, it's a common knowledge that are definitely on a liberal side, right? So it really suits me uh, uh, and I love living here. So what, what better place to then express myself fully as a coach and just be like, hey, listen, this is who I am. And, 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 and I say it myself, maybe you, maybe you remember that section when I say, um, I'm not a coach for most people. I'm not, I'm not, don't remember exactly how I put it, but basically the gist of it is, um, I'm not a right coach for most people, which is okay because I'm not interested in working with most people or something along those lines, right? It's the first, is the first paragraph on the you section there, right? So I'm self-aware, like I know who I am, I know who I'm not. And sure enough, I want to work with people like myself, not exactly like myself, there's no one, there's not two people who are identical, right? But I want to work with people who have similar values. I want to work with people who have a similar level of ambition, similar level of drive, similar sense of humor, right? If I, if I, if I say something that I find funny and somebody's looking at me like I had a girlfriend like that, she was lovely, right? But even though she was my girlfriend, we lived together, she wouldn't get half of my jokes. And that was a problem. Oh, right? dump her. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I did eventually, right? It took me 13 months, right? 
Because yeah. I would say something, you know, and I don't think my humor is so fucking sophisticated and difficult to detect. It's like, is he joking or not, right? So I would say <laughs> something that in my head, that in my head was obviously a joke, and she would look at me like, like, oh fucking no, no, there's no, I, that yeah, yeah, that's just there's an expiry date on this relationship right there because it's like, or like I would, I, I would tease somebody in front of her, and then she'd be like, oh my god, you were so rude to this person. I was like baby, I was just fucking with them and they know it too. You are the only one out of the three of us who doesn't fucking realize I was just kidding. You know, like I have nothing against that person. Anyway, so, 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 you know, I am who I am. And, and as we were talking before we started recording, <clears throat> I lost voice just, 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 you know, through that conversation. There you go. You know, so we've got, you, you've exhausted me, Christine. Well, that, <laughs> before, I do that. Before we even started. No fucking mercy on your guests. I was like, <laughs> my goodness. So, so, so as I was saying before, before we started recording this, you know, I wanted to make sure that my website is as true representation of who I am as a man, first of all, you know, man slash human being, and then as a coach, right? Because when I meet people for the initial consultations, which is the first step towards working with me, um, I'm looking at the human being before I look at, you know, who you are in terms of career, how much money you have, man or woman, which religion. I don't give a shit. Like, give me, like, I, I need to, like, I, I look for the, you know, heart connection first, right? And if the heart connection is there, then all the other stuff I couldn't care less about, right? It's like, not that I couldn't care less about, but it's like secondary, right? Whereas, where, where, whereas when the hard connection is not there, then you could be the fucking king of the world. And I would, I would say, listen, you know, uh, with all due respect, why don't you keep your money and your fucking castles and just fuck off? We're not right for each other, right? I'm not, I'm not feeling it, right? But as I was saying to you before as well, uh, because my website is the way it is, it's a great filter, filtering the wrong people from the right people. There's a colossal difference between the amount of visitors I have monthly on my website, like I know exactly how many, thousands, whatever, and then the amount of people that actually sends me, you know, the amount of people that send me an email uh, inquiring about coaching, right? There's a huge difference between those two numbers, right? And... And, and, and that's great, right? Because the, the wrong crowd gets filtered out. It saves you time and energy in your yeah, life force. Because it's, because it's like, you see, it's, it's especially, especially if we consider that I never got into coaching for the money in the first place, right? Ah, ah, right? this is why you're such a great coach. Talk about that because people don't understand yeah. this sometimes. No, but, but you see, but see, see my experience it's not just me. All the other most successful coaches that I know or know of didn't get into it for the money. They got into it for the love of it. And the money came as a byproduct, right? Because looking back, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, I can tell that I found myself coaching people for 10 years before I became a coach. So between the age of 18, more or less, 18, 19, to the age of 28, when I became a coach formally, I found myself coaching people, telling people what to do is very fucking easy. Ask any of my girlfriends, she will tell you <laughs> I'm a master of fucking telling people what to do, right? Right? And I'm shit at being told what to do. I'm completely unemployable. Like, I'm, I'm completely unhireable, 
right? Because like, so what was that? Go fuck yourself, okay? I will do it when I feel like doing it, okay? So, so I had some bosses in the past in my in my uh, early and mid twenties, and uh, the ones who were really cool. I was like, okay, he's cool, she's cool. I can, I can, you know, I can fuck with them. All the other ones, we we would fight, right? We would fight because I just don't don't take authority very well, unless I really respect the authority, right? That, that I'm dealing with. So. Um, so, so basically, there was a point when I was 28 when I went, fuck, I love people. Okay, first of all, like, I love personal development. It's my biggest interest, passion, something I do uh, in my spare time. So like, I, 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 I love that psychology and personal development in particular. Then I love people. People gen, gen, generally find me likable and trustworthy and all of that my whole life. And I was like, fuck, like, I mean, this whole thing, this idea just came to me and and it was like a calling it wasn't even like i was sitting there thinking what could i do with my it just it just it found me like the calling has fucking found me and has grabbed me by the fucking balls and it's been over 10 years and it hasn't left me even for them there hasn't been a minute over the last decade when i questioned whether this is something i should be doing or maybe there's something else I should be doing instead. Or maybe if I was to do something else, that would make me more money. There's so many other things that I could do that would make me even more money. But like I said, well, first of all, I make enough money as it is. And second of all, like I said, I never got into it for the money. Right? I can't believe that I get to spend time with the people I spend time with and I get fucking paid for it. This is the key. And this is the key. It doesn't matter if, if somebody is becoming a coach or a consultant or if they're the, if they're the best Volkswagen mechanic in the world, doing something that you love Absolutely. is not work. It's not it's no, not hard I haven't labor. worked for a minute. I haven't worked for a minute in the last decade. You've had fun. I haven't worked for a minute. And yeah. you've yeah. you've I've, and you've in 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 the process of following your passion and living your passion, you've yeah. helped other people live their passion, and that's yes, the key as well. Absolutely, because unsurprisingly, that would be one of the most common things that people come to us coaches with for us to help them with, right? Like, what is it that I should be doing? Because what I'm doing currently isn't working. It's, it, you know, doesn't give me a fucking hard on, you know? So, so what is, what is that you need to don't choke on your coffee? Yeah. It's okay. Uh, yeah. You know, so, so, you know, like I'm doing it and it kind of pays the bills. So sometimes like I'm doing it, it makes me a lot of money, but I'm just not quite. So that's maybe, I don't have exact statistic, you know, but maybe, maybe up to 30% of all the coaching, all the cases that I've dealt with, quote unquote cases, um, have been around finding my passion or I already know what I want to do. Can you now help me take it from here? to here from one level to another, whatever the levels are. So definitely career coaching and, and finding my purpose and, and that sort of thing. It's a very common thing that uh, we help people with. And I think it's, well, it's a time right now. They, they talk about the great resignation, right? And I, I think that with COVID, there's, there was so many things that people did not now realize they didn't have control over. If they worked at a company for 20 something years, and were laid off or their hours were reduced or they completely, you know, they were like said, sorry, bye, we, we can't exist anymore. People yeah. felt that they didn't have control. And yeah. now there is this massive uh, influx of people creating their own 
uh, their own professions, their own jobs, and especially women. I mean, you, I know because you've been in the industry for so many years, I'd say in the last five years, the trajectory of women going, you know what? Um, I'm damn good at what I do. Um, I need to have my own business and be my own boss. Sure. But there are still so many people who are in those in, in positions in, in doing things in, in life work-wise that they're not living their passion because they feel like, well, I have a mortgage, I've got kids, I have responsibilities, I can't go off and have a good time. I need to stick at this safe job or this safe position. And sure. um, can you speak to those people just at the moment? Because sure. I know I come across them all the time. <laughs> sure, sure. And, 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 and uh, exactly as, as you said, it, it's they recognize that whatever it is that they're doing at the time, it's not what they should be doing. But they have the mortgage, they have the kids, they have responsibility. And I, you know, I, I, I don't have the mortgage. I, I live in the rental by choice. Uh, I don't have kids as far as I'm aware of. Uh, again, by, again, again, by choice. Um, but I, I can emphasize with people, especially men, you know, maybe in an Eastern European man for us is like, I know it's very fucking old fashioned, you know, but like in Poland and in particular, like you go to Russia, it's like, if the man doesn't provide enough for the whole, he's not the real man, which is obviously like a, you know, they, a little bit behind those guys and Polish are not far out. Right. So, um, but you know that's 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 how I was how I was brought up, and that's my like basic conditioning. Where you know I'm a man, and and uh, you know if I if I'm with a, a woman, in my case, being a straight man, then um, if she works, she works for pleasure, not for money. Like her income is not needed for. And I appreciate this is like an old model and all of that, right? But but that, that, that wasn't the question I asked you. So so let me just go back to to the to the, the core question. So there's always a solution, right? Except that sometimes people think about something or doing something, and they immediately tell themselves that oh well, yeah, there's something else I would like to do, but there's no way of doing it because. And they you know the the moment you say there's there's no way out, there's no way out. Right, because there is this 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 quote in personal development. We say, whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you are right. Right. So if you say so, well, I would, but I can't. Well, then you can't. However, if somebody says there must be a way, there's always a fucking way. And sure enough, when those people come to me for coaching, so to, you know, to 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 give a practical uh, uh, tip on 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 this subject, I'll say, okay, so you have nine to five whatever nine to six job that you don't like uh or you don't love at the very least right sometimes you know it's i would i would also add like not hating something is not a good enough fucking argument to keep it in your life like, <laughs> right. oh yeah i would i would i would keep my i would keep my boyfriend on the basis of me not hating him it's like is it it is it, 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 is is that your standard that you know you is is that what you're willing to accept in life like just because you don't hate him or you don't hate your job, is that good enough of a reason to fucking keep it, right? How about at the very least, there was, I think, I'm not in the, into hip hop myself, but I think there was an album by 50 Cent, Get Rich or Kill Yourself Trying. 
or something like that, right? So I think there was a name of the album of one of the, I think it was 50 Cent, like ages ago, right? So I wouldn't say for me, like, I'm going to get rich or kill myself trying because becoming rich has never been like my main goal in life. Um, but I would definitely say, so this is, again, this is, I'm speaking, this is like, I'm speaking from my yeah. values, speaking my truth. I'm not saying, hey guys, this is how it is. And how do, how do you know it? Because I fucking said so. I don't have like a fucking God complex or anything like that, right? Believe it or not, <laughs> right? So, so, so for me, so for me, I would flip that and I would say, I would do everything I possibly can to, to create a happy life for myself, whatever happy means to me, right? Or I will fucking kill myself trying, right? And I'm willing to do whatever. And this is exactly how I got to the place I got to in my life, right? Which is without a question, a 10 out of 10 life for me, because I was willing to do whatever it took to build this life. And I never allowed myself to go, well, yes, I want that, but that would be hard or impossible. Everything is fucking within reason. Everything is possible. You just need to open yourself up to the possibility that everything is possible, right? Because as I said before, the moment you close that window, you fucked. You, you accept status quo and you fucked. And you're lucky to have five out of 10 life for the rest of your life. And it's sad. And obviously, like, especially if someone doesn't think about coaching or doesn't have that friend who can help them out or something, and they stuck, you know, and I feel for those people. And sure enough, when someone like that comes to me, for example, I would say, okay, so what are the facts? Okay, the fact is that I have a nine to five or nine to six job that pays the bill. I can't quit this job because I have the mortgage and the kids and all of that. I'm a man or I'm a woman, I'm a single man, whatever. I'm a responsible adult. Okay, I respect that. Now, there's always fucking solution. In my reality, in my world, there's always a fucking solution. So how about, so you know, the next question will be, okay, so you know that you don't love your job or you don't like your job or, 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 or worst case scenario, you hate your job. Is there anything that you know you would love to do? And then they say, yes or no. If it's a yes, it makes my job easier because then we don't need to uh, spend the time. On you don't need to hunt it down. Thing, right, right? Right, right. But so half of the time people know what they want to do and then it's like, okay, let's build a strategy together as a team, as partners, as to how we're going to replace your current job with this thing. And if you don't know what it is, don't worry, I'm going to help you find it. And if it's there, I say to people, if it's there to be found, we're going to find it because I'm, a, I'm like a dog with a fucking bone. I'm not going to fucking stop until we explore all the fucking possibilities, right? I lock the fucking doors. You're not going anywhere. The security guys don't say, we're going to stay the whole fucking night. We're going to do the whole all night uh, until we find that thing, right? So, 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 okay. So one way or another, uh, we come up with what that thing is, right? Say, so, okay, um, so your job takes 40 hours of your week. Then you have two kids. How much time do you need, like, kids, especially if you're a woman, maybe single mother or something like that? Okay, right, okay. Um, how many hours are you are left, you are left with? You know, and sure enough, there's a whole bunch of fucking hours in a week, right? And the 40 hours that we spent on that job that we don't like, it's only a fraction of it. And... This is something like I wish I came up with myself, but I didn't. So I'm going to have to quote uh, one of my favorite people, Arno Schwarzenegger. 
uh, when somebody said to him, but Arnold, you know, it's easy for you to say hustle and do this, do that, you know, work on the side gig, you know, after your nine to five, et cetera, right? Which is where I'm going with this. Uh, and, and so he said, well, but like, what if there isn't enough time in a day to do that, to have a day job and to work on the side hustle? And then Arnold Schwarzenegger said, well, then sleep faster. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough time. <laughs> so instead of like sleeping for eight hours, I can sleep six hours, motherfucker, you know? And there you go, seven times two hours, that's 14 hours saved, right? Like if I, if I had to, I love my eight hours a night, you know, seven to eight hours, right? My fucking sweet spot. But if I had to, if somebody said to me 10 years ago, Michael, the only way for you to become the number one highest paid coach in the UK to begin with would be if you would have to sacrifice half of your sleep and sleep for four hours, I would fucking do it. If somebody said to me, and I'm 100% uh, homo, um, uh, heterosexual, so I said to me, Michael, the only way for you to achieve that goal is like you would, you would have to like, uh, you know, you you and a guy and just get on with it. I'll be like, you know what, whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes. So he's like, whatever it takes that doesn't involve hurting other people. And obviously I wouldn't hurt that guy because he'd probably be yeah. gay. He'd be like, I'll do it, I'll do it, fuck it, I'll do it, you know? So Elton John or somebody, right? So, but but this is like, obviously like, I'm, I'm you know, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm actually Elton serious. John, wait a second, really? No, I, I, but like, just listen. I'm, right, I I'm understand, even, I, I, I get so the gist. I, I, I want you to understand the magnitude, yes. yeah? So yes. I would even, as a, as a straight guy, I would do Elton John if that's what it took for me to reach the goals that I really care about. And right. I, I know it sounds like this guy's either crazy or he's just joking, I'm and not. And you're just asking your clients to sleep a little less. Exactly. Right? Like, so, so yeah. So you fucking telling me that you can't work on your side gig outside of your working hours? I'm just not buying it. So it's not that you can't. You're just not willing to. So let's cut the fucking bullshit. Yeah. Every everyone can. I mean, how many stories we have is like my story of success is like okay, that's inspiring stories. I I came across so many stories far more inspiring than my own story because we had single fucking mothers of three, you know, uh, in the country that has been the language of, you know, no. work in a fucking factory 60 yeah. hours a week. And then, you know, writing that best-selling book fucking during the night or something like that. You know, it's like, yes, we watch, we watch Hollywood movies and we, we, you know, we're exposed to those kind of stories in the movies, but that, that stories like that in real life. Exactly. So how yeah. the fuck somebody's going to tell me that, Oh, I can't, it's like, listen, okay, if you don't want to do it, don't do it, but don't tell me it's impossible because this, this word doesn't exist in my vocabulary. Don't tell me it's impossible, right? So it's, it's always a question of not what's possible, what's not possible. It's a question because everything is possible within reason, right? Within the law of physics. Uh, the, the only question is what extent are you willing to push yourself or how far are you willing to push yourself to get what you want? And now I'm not saying go and you know sleep with people of the sex you're not attracted to like i'm not saying that what i'm saying is i was just trying to illustrate you know my, my like how 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 much i'm willing to do whatever it takes to get what i want right yes. and sure enough i didn't have to sleep four hours a night 
I didn't have to do Elton John, thank God. Like, give me another guy, but not like maybe somebody under under the age of hundred, right? Like, you know, <laughs> maybe for, start, yes. for starters, you know, like God for God forbid he's a funk he starts singing during the, the act itself, you know. So, Michael, I have so never snorted during an interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. you made me snort. First time for everything, right? So you're welcome. Um so 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 nothing as extreme as that because my goal didn't require it right, right. but certainly right. i've done things that other coaches other coaches here in the uk were not willing to do so so you know it's not it's not an accident that i became the the you know the dominant personal coach in the country and it's not to do with my confidence even that i always had it's not to do with my superior knowledge of personal development which i don't have i have great set of knowledge i believe but there are coaches that have similar set of knowledge uh, or level of knowledge a better word probably i've worked harder than all of them right and before that so there's even more important distinction to the best of my knowledge i'm the only coach in the whole country who has made a decision to become the number one coach in the country uh, right it's, right it starts with a fucking decision right it wasn't like oh you didn't, okay, you didn't okay. just stumble across it no i knew it i knew it's gonna happen long before it happened and i went it as I, I went with it as far as starting telling other people that i'm gonna become the number one coach in the country this is so key this is so key for anyone who's listening is is stepping into what mm -hmm. you want to become and behaving it. as if it is it. true and already happened not one day i will be um and then i will act yeah yeah, ex yeah. exactly i want to give for, i want to give a quote i want to um sure. i want to let our our listeners and our viewers on youtube i want to uh quote you here i love this and i think this is probably just it's just one of the the best uh expressions of a of a, an amazing coach as you are and i i just love this it, this is from michael's website which is at michaelserwa.com we'll put a, a link to the in the show notes you say i serve you without fear of hurting your feelings or ego i help you achieve the best results as quickly as possible using my signature no bullshit approach I will often be the only brutally honest person in your life, the only person who can make you see what you cannot see yourself. Sometimes your best thinking is wrong, and I'm going to tell you when I think so, no matter who you are. That right there, that should be a bumper sticker, although it's too long to be a bumper sticker, but it's a big, and long now bumper imagine. And now imagine, so not all of my clients are uber wealthy, powerful CEOs, but many of them are. Now imagine how few, if any, of people willing to be disparately honest with them, those people have in their lives. Most of the time, zero. So no, everybody's saying, yes, me, sir, yes, you're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yes, yes. So for uh, me, talking yeah. to them, so I, I have this rule in life that I talk to everyone the same way, right? Whether it's my uh, Romanian cleaner from the fucking village, you know, whatever, and she's, you know, that, that's her job and, and that's not a temporary job. That's what she's going to probably do for the rest of her life because that's how she rolls. She's been doing it like for a long time already. I promise you that I talk to her exactly the same way as I talk to my 
fucking royalty, fucking uh, super powerful CEO client. It makes so now. So what happens is when I talk to someone like my cleaner or a waiter in a restaurant or an Uber driver in a certain matter. So in a certain in a certain way. So respectfully, but also in an assertive way. They find it very refreshing because they used to being talked down to by people who are successful or more successful than them. But then equally, I talk in exactly the same way to those royals. And I had one like royal, uh, you know, so like I said, royals, like I had one um, royal that I coached and a whole bunch of wealthy people. I talk to them exactly the same way. They find it so incredibly, incredibly refreshing because they are not used to people talking to them like that. This... They are used to getting the dick sucked by everyone because that's what happens when you're on the top of the food chain. When you're famous. Everywhere you go. Yeah. When you're famous, when you have money, yeah. all Everywhere of that. you go, everybody's like, oh my God, like, sure, whatever you say. Whereas for me, it's like, oh, uh, there was this one guy, he wanted me to go to his office for us to have his initial consultation with me first i i, I didn't say it, like i got insulted that he thought even for a second that I would fucking go in his office oh so he, he, it's like it's like imagine imagine you are you need a fucking brain surgeon and you call in a brain surgeon or emailing a brain surgeon and you find in the top brain surgeon in town and you expect this motherfucker to come to your place to do assessment you wouldn't think about that but what, what this guy didn't know is that I see myself as a fucking mind surgeon and not just any mind surgeon, as a top mind surgeon in town. And I don't go to fucking anybody's houses for consultations. If you want to have a consultation with me, you come into my house and it's going to be on my terms, right? And if, if we choose to work together, not if you choose to work with me, if we choose to work together, it's going to be on my terms, and, it's, and you're going to pay me how much I want you to pay me. And you're not going to fucking negotiate with me. Like, you can try. But Yay, just... <laughs> Michael! <laughs> <laughs> but you can, like, good luck, you know? Like, you're going to need it, right? So it's like, and, and but I'm not saying that, like, oh, I'm so fucking awesome or whatever. It's like, what I'm saying is those people in particular at the, at the top of the food chain, because it's so new to them, right? Because it's so natural. And I understand it's so natural, like, oh my God, this person is so successful and so powerful and so influential. It's, it's kind of natural in human behavior to kind of like, oh, you know, let's make sure. And, you know, it's the same, like I, I, I do the same thing uh, in my dating life. You know, I, I go for the, for the hottest woman I can find and I talk to them like I talk to everybody else. And they're not used to being talked to like that because they're used to guys just bending fucking backwards to please them. Right. Whereas with me, like I give you an example, uh, you know, I, I date someone and they cancel on the day of the date and I say, OK, uh, fine. OK, no big deal. I don't get upset. I don't get angst. OK. Yeah. OK. Let's reach. Are you on a schedule? OK. OK. Just so you know, if you cancel again, you owe you me hear from me again. Oh, I thought you were going to charge them. I charge them. You fucking pay me, bitch. No, but like. (laughs) Charge them. Charge them. You're talking about know, And and because I'm all about efficiency, it's not even something I write every time. I have a fucking template for it. I just copy and paste it, right? Because it happened in the past. So I was like, okay, this shit's going to happen again. Let me save it as a template, right? So there's something like, 
you know, if you cancel, just no problem, no problem. But just so you know, if you cancel me again, we are done slash there won't be another chance to meet or something like that, right? And now again, back to what I was saying, when you are really successful financially or you're a celebrity, et cetera, and usually celebrities are financially successful as well, as we know, or a very attractive male or female, like physically attractive, I've, you know, I've never been that person, but I've, I've met them, right? And I, I know the psychology, right? Like you are used to getting your way all the fucking time, right? And then this fucking Polish guy comes along and he's like, listen, uh, nobody's fucking me. I'm doing the fucking. Oh. Yeah, I don't do the strap on thing. No, that's not my, like, I, you know, I, Christian, I leave it for you. Yeah, I don't do like, no, like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. I was just saying London liberal place, but like nobody's fucking me. I always do the fucking. I don't care who you are, right? And now... <laughs> This is as attractive to my target audience in terms of my clientele as it is to the women I date. Because it's just, it's, it's, and I'm not doing it for the show. I'm not doing it because. No, I, because like, I read, no, but you I'm are doing it because I'm being true to myself. Because this you're is being, who I am. Exactly. You're I being treat true to everybody yourself. with respect and I treat everybody in the same way. I try to. So I don't care if you are whatever or the most beautiful fucking Victoria's Secret model. If you cancel on me once, I will tell you that that's okay. But if you do it again, we're done, right? And sure enough, nobody cancels for the second time because it's like, oh, now I definitely want to meet this guy. But see, you, 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 you engage with people. And, and like you said earlier, it doesn't matter what strata you're in. If, it doesn't matter if it's the, the cleaner or a waiter or you know anything like that. And that's Everybody's something... On my human mom, level, it's the same. Everybody's my mom uh, taught me that as well, is that, you know, she said, she used to say that, uh, you know, treat everyone um, as if they are just absolutely precious because the guy yeah. who's taking out your trash today in 10, 20 years from now might be the doctor who's operating you on you doing open heart surgery. Okay. Right? And even, and even because we, we judge people, yeah. we tend to judge people. Of course, based I do that too. I do that too. I do that too. I, there's a judgment. It's like, oh, you know, Uber driver, but like, I, but then I call, I say, okay, so yeah, okay. So there is this instinctive, um, instant judgment that I will have. I'm not, I, I, I never said, I know that you didn't say that I said, but I never said that I'm not a judgmental person. I'm judgmental as fuck. Right. And I judge people all the time in my fucking head. I judge myself in my head all the fucking time. Right. But that's the internal dialogue. But then I'm in control of, of what's coming out of this mouth. So just because I think that this homeless person I'm passing by stinks. Right. And I can't help it. I can, you know, if, if, I, if I can smell the stink, I can smell the fucking stink. And there is a judgment. And I can see it showing up. I'm just using this as an example. It's like, but at the same time, I coach myself on it immediately. I'm like, no, like he's a human being who happened to be in this condition at this very time. And you don't, don't know, know what he's got. I don't know his story. I don't know his fucking story. I might end up like, like him 10 years around. Who knows? You don't know. Right? His story, so, so, right. so, yeah. So, so the, 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 there is a judge, you know, there's a, like, you know, I meet people. I'm, but you're I'm honest more... about it. You're, you know, at yeah, least I, you're I, honest there... about it. And you're so true. 
you, the only thing that we have control over is what we say, is what we yeah. speak into existence, yeah. right? And that's why it was so power, so important, the power of words. And as you were saying earlier, if somebody says, yes, I would, uh, you know, of course I want to be successful or I want to do something, but, but I can't because, but my parents, you know, um, you know, didn't give me divorced this. Divorced when I was five. I was my divorced mother didn't hug me enough. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I would share, I would share, uh, you know, a story of like, I would think about a story like Oprah, <laughs> and you know her backstory. Uh, she had terrible, you know, ima imagine that just, yes. just, being, just being black back when she was a young girl in the US, that was already like tough enough. And on top of that, she was in a very poor family. And I think she was sexually molested by a neighbor when she was 12. Like, I mean, I don't remember the details, but I remember that her childhood was horrific, was horrific, right? Nobody's gonna fucking tell me that they can't do something if Oprah could do what she did. Right, right. <laughs> fucking media mogul, billionaire, while while being black, I mean it's it's 2022 now, so you know it's not as bad as it used to be, right? Racism and stuff in America, and being a female. So so what's your fucking excuse? And sure, ah, yeah, okay, and you know, you know, it's only stories that we tell ourselves. And yes, the words, as you said, are very powerful, and it starts with the the words that form the stories that we tell ourselves. If you tell yourself a story that you can't do something, you won't be able to do that. So I encourage you to change that story and at least, at the very least, as a starting point, to open yourself up to the possibility that you can change your life at any fucking point. There's a quote, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday and it certainly doesn't matter what happened when you were five. Yes, some people get molested at five. I had a client that who got sexually molested at six. He was telling me the fucking story. I was almost crying. I'm not a fucking therapist. I'm not used to that. I said, motherfucker, can you stop making me cry? You know, you're going to ruin my badass image. You know, <laughs> but like, it was just fucking so sad, Aww. right? But sure enough, he was doing well. And he was just like, you know, and so many other people would experience what he experienced. and would be like, oh, you know, now he was 45. Now I'm 45. And of course, I'm on the streets because, you know, this happened when I was six. Bad things happen to all of us, but it's not about the things that happen to us. It's not the things that happen to us that determine our life and the quality of our life. It's what we do with the things that happen to us. Exactly. And we all have a choice, right? Just like I was saying, like, yes, like there is a judgment, there is this person versus the other person, but then I have a choice. And sure enough, right? So like my aim is to speak to everyone with a certain amount of respect it doesn't mean that I never fail, but when I fail, I go fuck and I apologize, right? So sometimes it's like, sometimes, you know, I tell people off, people who's, who's, who's never experienced being told off like that, but equally, because I try to be fair with myself as well and other people, I would apologize to people who've never experienced somebody, especially like someone successful, like apologizing to them. Like I would apologize to my clients for like things that are like, Michael, it's okay that you thought I'm drinking Earl Grey as opposed to English breakfast and you made me the wrong tea. And I'm like, no, no, listen, in this house, those mistakes are unacceptable. Think about this environment. Like most people I coach are like local. So they come here for face-to-face -face coaching, right? 
And I ran this fucking place. It doesn't look like it. It looks like a maybe five-star hotel, but I ran it like a luxury five-star hotel. And when you go to fucking Four Seasons or Belmont or one of those hotels, when you order fucking English breakfast, you don't expect Elgrid to arrive. <laughs> right? When you fucking order spr- a sparkling you just water. Just give the greatest analogy for, for a coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but 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 you see, Chris, it's, it's, it's you know there is a saying like how you do anything is how you do everything. Do everything right? and, exactly. And yes, I have like I have to like obviously admit that you know the least my clients care about is the fucking tea, the quality of the tea. But like I'm at the point where my coaching is at the level, and I'm at the level where like it's like all I can do is to refine things. Right, because I've already done the groundwork. I've already completed my ten thousand hours of practice of my craft. Right, so now it's like, okay, how can I make this room in which I coach downstairs? How can I make it even more com? How do I need to buy a new sofa? I might look fucking brand new, but how comfortable it is. And I would sit when my clients sit or prospective clients sit. What's the view from here? Oh, there's a little bit of paint. That there's a stain. I'm OCD as well, so that doesn't help. It is a little like this shouldn't be there. Let me get my handyman to come and fucking fix it, you know? So it's always like looking for ways to make sure that not just the coaching itself, which is obviously the most important thing, but the whole coaching experience is parallel to the Michelin star dining experience. Yeah, and, not just the coaching, everything. And always, all this is the thing. This is what makes you such a fucking amazing coach is that you are never just resting on your laurels or resting never, on never. your success and going, never. ah, okay, I've made it. Now I can relax. You are always looking for ways to up level and everything from the service that you have to the bloody spot on the, the, small, the smallest thing. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, we were talking about the website before and right now, I think that my website is perfect. I really do. I think it's it's, fucking it's pretty perfect. damn perfect. Yeah, but 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 where I'm going with this is, three months from now, and I do it regularly. I'm gonna go through the whole fucking copy, again for the hundredth time, and I'm gonna pick up on a few things and go, how could I be so fucking stupid to miss that three months ago? Like this is fucking bullshit, and I would change it. Could be moving comma from one place to another, could be replacing one word with another. And, and, and then I will say, okay, it wasn't perfect before. I thought it was, now it's perfect, right? So, so website, it's one example. Then like all of my social media platforms and you know, trying to make sure that, that, that everything looks as tidy as possible at all times. And then, and then uh, when people come to the house, you know, it's like you know, not only people come here to discuss coaching and, and it's expensive and I take a lot of responsibility for it, especially given that it's expensive. Uh, to make sure that I deliver and, and, and provide the value for money, et cetera, et cetera. But also just, you know, even if I wasn't working from here, if I'm a host, if I'm inviting you to my house, uh, I want to make sure that I can, you know, satisfy you, if you will. You know, what would you like to drink? You know, what do you have? Like when I love when clients ask me or prospective clients when they come for the first time, uh, you know, what would you like anything to drink? Uh, oh, do you have tea? So, yeah, sure. What kind of tea would you like? And they're, and they're like, what teas do you have? And I say, all of them. Because <laughs> I fucking do. I don't drink tea myself, right? Like, I don't care about tea. I'm not English. I'm Polish, right? We established that. But I, there's no fucking way I'm going to have somebody come to my house 
for initial consultation. The dates, you know, they, sweetheart, you're gonna be fucking drinking whatever I give you, okay? But when, 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 <laughs> so, so when people come for initial consultation, you know, and they ask for the tea, like, how, how the fuck I'm gonna say, oh, so, sorry, come a mile? I'm like, no, I only have, because again, that's not something you expect to hear when you go to, and I have to say, like, I've, I've, I've learned that from my experiences, certainly not with other coaches that I had. Although they, they, you know, so I, I take that back because they were shit hot as well. Uh, so certainly not in some coaching books is what I meant, or business books. It's it's mainly based on my experiences of of, of basically staying in a, in the top hotels in the world and 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 going to the top restaurants in the world and seeing, ah, fucking now, okay, service like, they, yeah, the set. I got I I would just like I'll be there like, huh, I gotta fucking step up. Like, it's sort really, of, I, 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 if you're yeah. like me, you also recognize really a stellar service. And I, yeah, I always I make it a point it. to tell people, I'll make it a point to, and it doesn't matter where I'm at. I, you know, I could be getting a cup of coffee and the 15 or, or 17 year old barista behind the, and I'm watching him and he's, yeah. you know, he's doing five things at once and people are throwing questions at him. You know, the, the other people who work with him are throwing questions at him and he's like, yeah. And as he's like frothing this, he's doing the espresso and he's, yeah, and he's smiling and he's like, right? he's yeah. like, yeah. He goes, oh no, no, not a problem. I got it. Uh, and then you'll see yeah. somebody go, hi, Karen, how are you doing? A customer. And I'll make it a point. First of all, I'll tip him five, 10 bucks, whatever. I'll, and I'll, yeah. I'll make it a point and I'll say, I just want you to know, I've been watching you. Oops, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was a sign from God. I've been watching you and your service is impeccable. And who do yeah. I, where's the manager? I want to tell them how great you are. And they're so, awesome. su- they're shocked and surprised, especially here it's in so Australia, because they're not yeah. used to it. They're, right, they're not, right, 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 yeah. It's not like the US or Europe. In Poland, they would call the police. If I said that in Poland, <laughs> they would call the police. They were like, this guy, let, let's let's take him away. Yeah, let's. Michael. Let's, so, Christine, <laughs> just in case you ever go to Eastern Europe, don't try that American shit. They will fucking take <laughs> you away. Yeah. But um, uh, but no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And just on that point, yeah. I, I often say that I have more respect for that 17, 18 year old barista that you've mentioned, yeah. who's just so good at, who, who puts so much heart into what he does, yes. right? Yes. It's a, it's a well, relatively simple job. Like, I don't know how to do it unless you fucking train me, right? So it's not like it's so simple, right? It, there's a certain skill that goes into like anything, right? Including like what my cleaner does, for example, that was talking about earlier. I have more respect for this barista you were talking about than uh, for some miserable as fuck 50-year-old lawyer with five fucking master degrees from different universities who's just like, going through the motions and doesn't give a shit and it's like listen, listen i'm not gonna res- respect you just because you have a fucking law degree it's like you have to earn my respect one way to earn my respect is by doing by doing your best i'm not saying doing your best means you win all the cases for your clients that's not no possible. but doing your yeah doing just your, like doing your just, best. just like i'm not saying i never said i never will uh because even if i was to have a hundred percent success rate for the next 10 years I know that I might have someone 10 years from now who I will coach and they will not get what they want to get out of coaching, right? But I can tell you that there hasn't been a time where I didn't try my absolute fucking hardest to deliver the best result possible for whoever I worked with, right? And that's the first 10 years of me coaching. I'm only getting fucking started. Like I know that my best work is still to come, right? 
but even when you try your best sometimes it just it just doesn't happen right but but again back to what we were saying before controlling the controllable that's one thing you can control right so that's the only thing that you can really control is how you yeah. behave and how you and how you react and how other people respond to it. like what happens afterwards is like yeah absolutely yes. it's, it's 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 not within your control anymore and being observant as well. That's that's the thing, being observant. Um, Paying attention, right? Paying attention, yeah. Like, so many like, people, you know, they walk yeah. through life, you know, they're walking through life and they're not and they're not seeing all of that. Um, yeah. And the intention, that's the thing with me too. It's, it's yeah. I'm reading, I read into people's intention. If I feel that your intention is solid and good. Yeah. Um, you then can I'm, fucking spill a fucking, I was in a yeah. restaurant once on a date and it wasn't red wine, but it was a new restaurant and this guy, so you, so you see, I'm like this, like, if I'm in a restaurant, which is very rare these days, because uh, I'm not trying to show off here, but like the places I go to are just too good for me to get a bad service in, right? But back in the day, right? Yes. Back in the day, I would go to a place. If I got an attitude from a waiter, I would verbally fucking destroy them. I wouldn't be shouting. I, I know it's very un-American, but I'm not fucking American, okay? I, this, is, <laughs> this is my birthright as a Pole to 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 give people a hard time you know for the so i'm like something like that you know if so, and god forbid i'm with a lady and somebody disrespects a lady the girl i'm oh. with oh yeah. my fucking god i'm gonna unleash the fucking hell on them right yeah. but at the same time i could be wearing not that fucking wear white suits i could be wearing a white suit in a beautiful restaurant on a first date with someone that i really like and if the waiter the same fucking waiter who had the attitude and whatever, if the same, if they were to accidentally spill a whole fucking carafe of red wine all over my suit, you wouldn't even see, like, uh, I know that because there's a difference because we are talking controllable versus non-controllable or uncontrollable, right? Yeah. There's a difference between an attitude that we fucking choose, how we speak to people is something that we choose and we can change that or we can go, oh shit, sorry, I didn't mean like that. And I was like, yeah, don't worry. And the fucking accident. I'll be like, listen, they'll be like, oh my God, can we pay? It never happened, but like, I imagine. Oh, we're going to pay for your dry cleaning. We are so sorry. I'll be like, listen, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry, I'll, I'll get a fucking new suit tomorrow. I'm Michael Cero, right? Whatever, right? No, so, but it's, 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 that's, that's, that's the difference, you know? When, when, you know, you were talking about service and someone being good at what they do and, and you can be the best at what you do, but you would still make mistakes. Yeah. And it's like, and that's okay. Let's like, let's don't fucking punish people that, that for making no, mistakes. No, especially then, if they made a mistake. And when you hear those people, it's like, don't you know who I am? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Like if I, if I was with a client and my client has spoken to a waiter like that, like they wouldn't because I don't work with people like that. But if they would, I think I'd fucking drop them. I would like, dude, yeah, are you fucking I don't, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I would like, I would be, like, I would like, uh, I would like DiCaprio. Come on, man! Like, you learn a lot about boy. people. You learn a lot about people and how yeah. they treat others. But especially like in a in a in a dating context, like when I work with, uh, let's say, you know, not let's say, like you know, I I I would talk to my like straight female client about this. You know, it's like, listen. Uh, he wants to fuck you. Of course, he's going to be nice to you on a date, right? Pay attention to how he is with the waiter, with the waitress, with the, with the, the you know, like, you know, and, and that will tell you more about who he really is because obviously he wants something from you, i.e. sex, 
right? He doesn't want anything from the waiter. So the true representation of his personality will be, and it's the same like for guy, like, you know, if the woman is like, oh yeah, ha ha ha. She's laughing at my jokes, even if they're not funny. But then she's rude to the waiter. Huge fucking turn off for me. Huge fucking turn off. And that says, that does, that says so much. Watch them, how they interact with others. Especially with this, quote unquote, uh, how do you put it? Like, you know. Watch them, how they interact with others who, who, from all ranges. Yeah. Right? From all. Yeah, but but especially the people who are like, the you know, the youngest uh, on on the minimum wage kind of workers, you know, because it's like, uh, you, you know, oh, he's a doc, he's a surgeon. So obviously, it's like mo- mo- most people would be like respectful towards a surgeon just because they're a surgeon, right? And for me, it's like, okay, no, I like, respect you if you're a good person. Better? I'll respect Sorry? you if you're a good person. I'll respect you if you have exactly, a, exactly. if you have a heart. Yeah. <laughs> if, exactly. if you're exactly. if you're not, exactly. I don't waste my time because I don't want to be around that. Oh, exactly. Michael. Okay, we could go on for an, ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, I I just I adore you. I'm so glad that our paths crossed i adore you too like i didn't know i didn't know what to expect you know like 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 really but like i i, I assumed we're gonna have a good time because that's what i do like i i, I like to have a good time and and i told you that i i i heard i heard your voice i was like yeah yeah this this is gonna go well like I, I just <laughs> it went that. great yeah this is one of the most interesting interviews i've ever had and i have never snorted in a show and you brought that out of me so you can I add that so to your on your honored. on your website. You can actually add yeah. that to your accolades. I will add it to my CV yes. ASAP. <laughs> Michael Serwa, thank you so very much for List joining of me achievements, today. Life achievements. <laughs> if people want to find out, Christine, thank you for having me. Uh, oh, I, I genuinely had a great time, and uh, and I can echo what you just said. I could talk to you for hours, and and sure enough, we can do we can do it anytime. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Done. Done. If people want to find out more about my extra special guest, Michael Serwa, you can go to michaelserwa.com. Check it out. And, and go there if you dare. Go there. Go there if, if you, if you pussy, dare. If you, if you are pussy, don't bother because you're not going to like it. But if you're not a <laughs> pussy, then you, 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 might, you, might, you might like it. So, yeah. I'll also put, you want me, can I put your uh, Facebook uh, link course, on the? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My OnlyFans uh, page. Just kidding. I don't have one. Well, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to stalk you now. <laughs> please do. Please do. Please do. Thanks again, Michael, so much for being on the show. My and pleasure. thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers on YouTube. If you want more information about this podcast, go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you want more information about me, you can go to christineblasdell.com and make sure you check the show notes, click on those links and find out more about my special guest, Michael. I love and adore you, Michael, and I'll see you soon. Okay. I love you too, Christine. All right. Love. All the best. Bye-bye.